All right, welcome to the weekend. I am Pia Muhlenbeck. I'm here with Kane. Good evening. And this is Wine Time, the show where we crack open a bottle of bubbly and suggest you do the same. Not if you're driving. If you're driving home, please make sure you don't open the bottle until you get home. I don't want to be held responsible for any possible accidents. <laughs> Join us as we chat through the week that was. So before we get started, we should probably talk about the wine that we're drinking tonight. Pia, do you want to do the honours? Yes, I've just opened a bottle of Shiraz from the Barossa Valley. That's in Australia. It's in Australia and it's called Cat Amongst the Pigeons. You are missing out one very important fact about that label. What, vintage? And it has the word vintage on it. That's <laughs> very special. Yeah, it's very special. And also, you probably can't see this on the podcast because we're coming at you in your ears. Um, but the bottle is covered in dust, which I believe is a big deal when talking about wine. <laughs> you think a dusty bottle is just more expensive? Yeah, I paid extra for that. <laughs> I'm very confident that that's why it was more expensive. Okay, we got a dusty bottle of Shiraz here. <laughs> Firstly, before we get started, guys, I just want to talk about Australia for a minute. Um, if you've watched the news, you'll know that we are severely on fire. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about team trees and, and raising $20 million to, to plant 20 million trees. That's going great. Um, but this is a far graver situation. Mm. And I just wanted to take a moment to highlight that just to put it in perspective. So California earlier this year had some uh, some bushfires or wildfires. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That reached 81,000 hectares of space of, mm. of like bushland, right? Mm. Um, the Amazon also burnt early this year. It's probably still is burning, but everyone was up in arms because over 125,000 hectares of land had been decimated. Yeah. In Australia... We've had bushfires the last few weeks and it has just been announced that we have reached 1.1 million hectares of burnt land. You are kidding. This is crazy. 10 times more than the Amazon in Australia right now. So I know you guys might not be in Australia, so you might think it doesn't affect you, but it really does because this smoke is going up into all of our air. Yeah. Um, Today the air was just unbreathable. I woke up thinking my house was on fire. And animals. I've seen like Mm. over 350 koalas of you know, died and people's houses are burning. People are going to hospital, not even just from the fires, but even from the smoke because the air quality is so, so densely packed full of smoke. Well, there was a warning today on the news that said, don't go out if you've got um, like lung disease. Yeah. Because it would just destroy you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, it's really sad. And I just wanted to take a moment to say we really appreciate the firefighters that are helping out. And if you so feel so inclined, please do jump online and make a donation. We'll put the link in, in the description of this podcast because um, this is everyone's planet. Yeah, and unfortunately in Australia, most of the people battling these fires are volunteers. So mm. if we can do anything to help, I think you know we should try and try and do so. Absolutely. So moving on Mm. to slightly more positive news, Mm -hmm. our podcast is doing very well. Yeah, the podcast is going so well. I love it. No, but like shockingly well. Really? (laughs) I've got something to show you. Are you turning in a little, are you about to pull out a little humble brag? I can see him looking (laughs) at like some stats here. I've got some screenshots. (laughs) Now, I think I mentioned on Instagram stories or maybe last week Uh. on, um, on the podcast, we reached number 11 in the comedy charts in Australia. Yes. Which is a pretty big deal. Exactly. Even we're like episode four, this is this is a big deal. <laughs> Until you realise, hang on, I'm just looking at my phone here. In Latvia, we went to number one. Yay, Latvia! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where Latvia is. Do you even know where that is on the, on the map? 
Sure. <laughs> I don't think you do. Quickly Googles. Yeah, that's right. But that's crazy. And actually, we've, we've kind of reached the top spot in, in a few countries. It's, it's going really well. So thank you so much for your support. And don't forget to rate us five stars. Um, as I always say, if you rate us five stars, you will get a hug from us if you see us in the street, which we have been dishing out. <laughs> we have, right? Yeah, we, we're hugging people left, right and centre. Exactly. And it's been quite weird, actually. Like, random people are coming up and going, hey, can we have a hug? I'm like, why? And then they explain it. makes sense. Um, yeah, if you rate us five stars, you get a hug. If you rate us four stars, you get a handshake. If you rate us three stars, you get a high five. And if you rate us two stars, you get a... Oh, oh, you're bleeping. I have to bleep it. <laughs> so, my manager, Grace, raised a very good point. She said, if I say, if you rate us two stars, you get a... Maybe someone will rate me two stars because they want to give me a. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so for personal safety reasons, if you rate us two stars, you'll just get a wink. (laughs) 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 Done. You're going to get a wink from us. From a distance. (laughs) I think people might want winks. We might start getting low ratings specifically for that reason. What about a shake of the head? Well, yeah, you'll get a little a, shake of a the head, disapproving nod. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, please do rate us five stars. It is really helping, and it is it's helping us climb the charts. So thank you ever so much. Yes, and I'm so sorry about missing last week's podcast. Mm. I came so mad. Look at him. I'm very very well, angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was uh so once a year, my mum, my sister, and my cousin and myself do like a girls' holiday. And that's my excuse. And they just decided to do it without telling me about the planning of it. So she went, oh, yeah, I'm going away with my mum. Yeah. This week. She didn't yeah. tell me the date. <laughs> so, well, it was in the calendar for ages, well, but yeah, I just didn't you didn't bother it. to check that, did you? So anyway, I think that Pia should do a forfeit because she abandoned all of us, including me. What do you mean a forfeit? Well, I think that the Pika crew should send us a message uh. and say, what is an appropriate forfeit for someone that just abandons the podcast like that? When it was doing so well as well. Oh, you're going to fully punish me? Yeah, I think it, it should be something like maybe uh, eating a really hot chili chip <laughs> or a cake in the face. I saw these in the kitchen. <laughs> Did you already organise a form of punishment? No, that was just an example. I just realised I had them. That wasn't an example. But guys, <laughs> Do write in and let us know if you think of an appropriate forfeit for Pia. Mm-hmm. Let her know. Great. And Love be, this. We'll definitely do that in the vlog next week. So <laughs> get writing in quick. You can tweet us actually. Just send us a tweet and we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. <laughs> we also got a lot of messages um, saying that we should not film our podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Lots and lots of people. I, I mean, I don't know why. Well, I think people like to probably imagine I'm better looking than I actually am. <laughs> this way it keeps the mystery. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get a lot. We got a lot of messages saying that people listen to the podcast when they're doing stuff. So yeah. driving, cleaning the house, housework, at the gym, all these things where you don't want to have a screen. And a lot of people said it's just going to be wasted. I got to admit, doing this and not filming it is quite an enjoyable thing. That's because, because you're in your pajamas again. I know, again. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't have to like put makeup on or do my hair. I got my hair in a scrunchie. <laughs> I've got fluffy socks on and pyjamas and a glass of wine in my hand and I'm pretty chuffed about this being my work situation. Yeah, I must admit, it's quite relaxing. (laughs) Okay, so on with the news. What has been happening in the world of the internet? I saw something interesting, which is kind of the new new Facetune fad. What's that? People are now Facetuning away their knuckle flaps. What? So... If you look at look at the back of your hand right now. Oh, I have real strong knuckle creases. Yeah, everyone everyone join me in this. Look look <laughs> at the back of your hand. Yeah. Where your knuckles are, there's lines. Yes. 
People are now patching that out. So it looks like they've just got these weird sausage hot dog fingers. Like Barbie dolls. I mean, I don't know what you call it, but people are that worried. That's a weird thing. Mm. Look at mine. I'd rather Is that not. really turning you off? Mm. <laughs> Is that really an odd thing? <laughs> I mean, yours might be excessively weird. Are they weird? <laughs> oh, see, now you're going to give me a complex and now I have to go patch them out. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know what. People are obsessed with Facetune. It's it's getting crazy. It's I just so love, weird. I love it though. Why? Oh, I just like it when you can see someone's done like this crazy strong Facetune and the, the entire building behind them is kind of wobbling and collapsing in line with their body. Oh, yeah. I love checking the backgrounds of people. Mm photos just to see if things line up and everything yeah also have you seen that instagram have now entirely removed likes globally yes now i don't view this as a problem at all but i am loving watching everyone freak out i know because we had the freak out in australia about six months ago <laughs> yeah. so i saw all of our peers kind of get panicky and, and not know what to do with life. And some people really jump on the bandwagon and are like, this is great news. And then other people are like, what? No. I've noticed that actually the only people that care about Instagram likes are Instagrammers. Yeah, of course. None of our actual circle of friends give a damn how many likes they get. No. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. So who cares? Nobody cares. But it has been has been a funny week watching everyone have meltdowns in America. Don't you think that people will end up just measuring a different metric? Yeah, probably. Like comments yeah, or whatnot. Course, you know, course. it's just that was where the number was and now the number is elsewhere and yeah. stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. And I have seen the argument, which I do like, that it kind of brings it back a little bit to when you just posted things that you enjoyed. Like, do you remember Tumblr? And do you remember uploading yeah. things on there that you were like, oh, this is just a photo of my, you know, fingernail or whatnot but i really like it yeah tumblr so was the, great yeah right and you just upload things that are like your vibe and things that you really like as opposed to only uploading things that you know will get great engagement also did you see what happened with kylie jenner's company this week uh that it sold yeah so she sold i believe half of it for 600 million dollars see i don't care about the kardashians at all i'm just literally they just they're so uninteresting to me my question there is how much actual work did she do at all I don't believe she set up the office. I don't believe she did any of the management meetings. I don't believe she did anything. What? Who do you think did it? Her mum? I mean, someone, a company. Someone in her team though, right? I don't even know if it's something like that, to be honest. We get, we get offers all the time from brands going, hey, give us your face and we'll create a brand for you. Like yeah. That is a common thing yeah. that you, as a relatively big influencer, gets offered regularly. Yeah. She's 55 times bigger than you. Are you telling me that she really went and built a factory to make that lipstick? No, no of course not. So she worked with existing manufacturers and right. distributors and whatnot to create this. So it's like all the, all the stars that have a fragrance. They're all made by the same fragrance manufacturer. They yeah, just true. put your photo on it and your name on it and whatnot and package it in a different way and there you go. So it's kind of something like that. But to get... A valuation of $1.2 <laughs> billion. But you've got to give her the cred there because all she is is a marketing mogul. That's what she you is. You can't uh, – she's not a mogul. Well, she's a marketing face. $1.2 billion. I mean, I don't care how much the valuation is. She, yeah. mo mogul implies there's a lot of intelligence there. And let me tell you, I've seen a lot of interviews and it's somewhere else in the family. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty impressive though. I mean, how far behind is that Jeffree Star and all that sort of stuff? Like they're all doing a similar thing, yeah, right? Yeah, but I think someone like Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson, they're putting in the hard work. Do you? Are, can you honestly tell me that you legitimately believe that Kylie Jenner 
is putting in anywhere near the same amount of work as Shane Dawson or uh, Jeffree Star. Yeah, okay. I, I get what you're saying. That's my point. I get like, what you're saying. They do the marketing and there you go. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess. Maybe I'm just a bit bitter. Nobody, <laughs> you want $600 million? Nobody wants to license my face for a perfume. <laughs> <laughs> we can make Vato the fragrance. <laughs> um, in other news, Pia hasn't seen this yet because mm. she's been overseas. But this week, we got Disney+. Plus. Yes, now, I called Kane on FaceTime <laughs> the other day and he was like, he looked so cute. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching Disney. <laughs> And he was so excited and happy. It honestly looked like a kid watching Disney. But he's like, I've just realised that these are all my favourite movies and TV shows. Well, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because last week or the week before, I was talking about how this whole streaming service thing is starting to annoy me because we have so many different streaming services now that the price is getting comparable Mm. to what we had on Foxtel a few years ago or in England. I think in England it's called Sky TV. And, you know, anything satellite-based or cable-based where you pay about a hundred bucks a month and you get a load of channels yeah yeah and then netflix came along and it's like oh it's 15 bucks and i get all this stuff and now we've got netflix hulu stan hbo max and now we've got disney plus and i was actually kind of a bit mad that another platform had opened out yeah until i tried it and you're sold oh, man i am hooked <laughs> he's a fan i love it <laughs> it's so good i need to watch some i haven't had any opportunity to watch so is it basically like the whole catalog of disney movies like what we grew up on so you've got marvel mm. all of it oh wow which for some people is huge mm. you've got all of star wars which is massive for me and new star wars content so last night i watched the mandalorian which yeah. is um a TV series. Also, kind of weird to watch Star Wars in a TV series kind of format yep. about the bounty hunter. Not Boba Fett, but the bounty hunter. Uh, Was it hunter. good? Do you approve? Oh, man. It is brilliant. I'm itching for the next episode. Really? Yeah. My <laughs> new favourite thing. Wow, cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, I need to jump on there and watch it. I want Because I just saw that they were remaking Lady in the Tramp. But it's live action. I know, it's, it's like, like real doggies. dogs. Um, well, not real dogs, but like they look like real dogs. Real animated dogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, this was a couple of weeks ago, but I did want to mention it because we missed our last podcast. But <clears> the <throat> Logan Paul and KSI fight. Kane and I watched it. Oh, my god. Not because we're fans of either YouTuber necessarily, but just because we like to keep our finger or on boxing. the pulse. Or boxing at or all. We're not really across any of those genres. To be honest, Logan Paul and KSI irritate me both massively. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping one of them, at least one of them, would get really... Knocked out. Smacked down, yeah. <laughs> but it, it wasn't. It was like so... I don't know. It was so routine. I, you know when you're at school, when you're a kid, yeah. and you kind of get in your first fight... Yeah. And you don't know what to do, but you know that if you make both your arms go like windmills, there's a good chance the person will stay away. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it looked like. I'm imagining you on the playground. (laughs) Windmills. It was so lame. Like these guys, they've been bragging online for a year that they've been having professional boxing lessons. Yeah. I fully thought they were going to come out and like put on a show. I was expecting some like, a nosebleed at least or something yeah and they both just looked like they kept hugging each other yeah it was so lame i know they got a bit exhausted i think because it was six rounds i think that is quite exhausting I mean, but i thought logan he really looks like a crazy athlete was it in la yep staple center and logan was getting booze constantly yeah i did see that it's, that's so random i mean i get that he's wildly disliked 
by other YouTubers and everything. I don't. I don't think wildly. Maybe. I don't since know. since his stint at the suicide forest, I think he just hasn't recovered from that. I, I think, think this so, is a yeah. really good attempt at doing so by kind of like distraction into a different genre and becoming like a pro boxer and whatnot. But it seems like people have not gotten over that. No, people have not forgotten, which I think is a real shame because there are actually a lot of other YouTubers that went to the suicide forest and vlogged it as well. Are there? Yeah, there's there's lots of other videos even still now on YouTube about it. So it's only because he's the biggest, he got the most attention? Well, I'm not sure if it's because of that or because he actually vlogged the, the actual body. Oh, nobody else actually found a body. Yeah, though. I think a lot of people do. It's very common. That's why it's called that. I think if you go there, it's you've got like a very high chance you're just going to run into someone like that. Mm, that's kind really of sad. sad yeah. yeah. He may have permanently tarnished his brand yeah. to the point of no recovery now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch because I thought that maybe this redemption would would really help. Yeah. And it, it clearly didn't. No, it really didn't. I can't imagine what it would be like to be standing in a crowd like an arena. Mm. And when people say your name, you just hear boos. Oh man, my heart honestly. I'd start crying. I would yeah, I would not go out there. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta give it to him. It's like there's some serious backbone there to be able to just stand there and stand up for yourself while people are like booing you. I'm not a fan or anything, but like most people would just quit or just do something else. Yeah, I agree. I you agree. Know? I agree. We need to talk about copper because oh, this. Oh wow, that went really, really deep, real quick. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down. Let's talk about that. This is game changing. So for anybody that does YouTube, this is something that you need to get across stat because it really is changing everybody's everybody's business on YouTube. Oh wait, are you going to talk for a little while? Why? Well, because if you are, <clears throat> I should put your little theme tune on. Oh. <laughs> do, 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 All right, do. we'll cut that. Let's we'll cut talk that. legals with Pia. <laughs> All right, we'll cut it. We'll cut it. We're back. We're back. Sorry. Copper. Copper. Okay. So, Copper stands for Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Bear with us, guys. This isn't, we haven't suddenly gone super boring. This is all about YouTube and what's going to change in literally six weeks. And it's massive. Yeah. So, I'm sure you've seen on YouTube, there are a lot of channels that are, you know, family channels. They have children in them, aimed at children or have children in them. Yeah, in so my we're head, talking about maybe gaming channels. So if gaming you're channels. on YouTube and you're watching Fortnite players yeah. or if you're watching your favorite family vlogger like the Ace Family, mm -hmm. you know, they've got two little kids. One's I think one and one's three or something mm. um, like that sort of person. So what happened recently, and none of us really realized that this was going to be a huge deal, but there was a $170 million settlement that YouTube had to pay to the FTC. And this well, is in the be, US. If, let me be, if me be, try to shut me down, MTV, but it feels so empty, empty without, without me. me. All right, carry on, sorry. Yeah, that's the FTC. Yes. <laughs> from, uh, the the, uh, from the Eminem song. From the Eminem song, that's the only way we I know We all know it. of it. <laughs> <laughs> So the FTC charged YouTube $170 million because they had been putting targeted ads on content geared towards children. And you right. cannot advertise to children under 13 years of age. Right. So the issue, if I'm right in getting this, was that YouTube, as we all know, Google is a data collection company. It's nothing else. Don't think they do anything else other than collect your data. Mm. That is what Google are known for. And YouTube is owned by Google, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that Google and YouTube operate is they collect data on you and me. So not only when you're on YouTube, but what you search for on the internet, what you're looking for all the time. Mm. 
And with that data, when you then go onto YouTube and watch a video, they can serve you with a video ad that is relevant. Yes. So this isn't creepy and weird like some people think it is. It's just really useful. Yeah. Like I never complain about this. Like if you search for brown boots and then the next thing you know, you're getting ads for brown boots. Yeah. I don't view that as a problem. I know a lot of people have an issue with this. Oh, privacy, this, privacy, that. But no, it. you know, you're choosing to be on YouTube and this is making your life a lot easier. Yeah. And you get ads that are relevant to your lifestyle and things that you actually like. Mm. Now, where that's a problem is they were collecting the data of children under the age of 13 years. And that is in breach of COPPA because children's privacy is protected under the act. Okay, a couple of things there. Mm. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Right. Children under 13 are not legally allowed on YouTube. Yeah, so this is my question. How were they even collecting this data? So what I think was happening or what has been happening is kids are probably using their parents' account or just clicking on a computer that's already logged in. Because the issue lies- But then wouldn't that come in as the data of like a 42-year-old parent? Well, I mean, it's just going to give you a skewed a skewed data set on that particular profile. Right. But where you've got the issue is if a kid watches um, a video, mm. say, for example, Ryan's Toy Reviews. Yes. The most profitable channel on YouTube. Is it really? Yes. He is the most, I think it's him. He's like six, right? Six or seven, yeah. He, he makes so much money, it's crazy, reviewing toys. Well, the issue there is a child cannot determine, I don't know what the age, age differentiator is, I think it's eight or nine, but a child can't determine what is content and what is an ad. Mm. And for that reason, Copper put this law in place which basically states, this is back in the 80s or 90s, that basically states that kids, uh, the hosts, sorry, are not allowed to advertise products. Mm. Yeah? Yep. So what Jake Paul does with his vlog, where he's doing a vlog, 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 and then, hey guys, come and get my merch. A kid can't differentiate that, oh, I'm now watching a 10-second ad in the middle of a vlog. Yeah. They just think that their friend, Jake Paul, is saying, please come buy a T-shirt of mine, yeah. support the channel. Mm. And then they go and pester the parents and ask for that. Now, that's wrong. Mm. Where the issue lies with YouTube is that YouTube are capturing data on all these kids and what they watch, mm. but they're not allowed to. That's so, right. Copper have said, you've got to stop that right away, mm. which then makes children's channels almost valueless to YouTube. That's right. That's the problem. So as part of the settlement, they had to implement a system for individual content creators to actually self-regulate this, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now if you're a content creator and you you know create content that is targeted at children, you have to actually, when you're uploading each video, select whether or not it is intended to be viewed by children or whether or not the majority of your audience are children. Yes. Now, again, to play devil's advocate for YouTube, the reason why this was good up until now, mm. let's say you're the brand Lego, right? The little building block things. Yes. If you're Lego, you go to YouTube and say, hey, I've got a million bucks to spend on ads. Mm. Here's my video. Mm. They're definitely not going to recommend Lego ads running on our YouTube channel. No. We do travel we're adults. We probably don't have very many kids watching at all. No, definitely not. But they would go, oh, Ryan's Toy Reviews. Mm. All of that audience are kids. That's a great placement for Lego. Yes. And also the people that are watching it are going to respond well because they love that content too. So it's win-win. Mm. The viewer loves it and the brand loves it. And as a result, YouTube get paid and the brand get best return on investment. Yes. Right? Yeah. 
once you take that away, because they're not allowed to tell Lego which are the kid-friendly brands anymore, mm. or they're not allowed to put ads on those, that channel is not of any value to YouTube because they can't run ads on it. They're not allowed to. So are you saying that those channels will not be recommended? No, so they're not going to get the recommended. Yeah. They have to have their comments disabled. Yeah, okay. They won't have any end cards. So once you've reached the end of the video, you won't be able to go to another video. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately what history has told us is when a video is not recommended by YouTube, that is basically the equivalent of YouTube suppressing the video. And so will those channels still have ads on them, just not targeted ads? So like I read something about them losing 60 to 90% yeah, of their ad revenue. Yeah, it'd be 90% loss. So it's just generalised ads for brands who, who aren't looking for a targeted audience. Correct. Right. Which is going to be pretty minimal. minimal. Yeah. Because everybody, I mean, with what we do with Slinky, we only target our ads. I would never do a blanket ad saying, hey guys, yoga pants made from fishing nets yeah. and just target the whole planet. That would be such bad use of my money. Yeah. So once you take away that ability to target your ads, people don't want to advertise with you. Yeah. Now you've got to think, yeah, you always hear these great stories of, of YouTubers making millions and millions, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of YouTubers that are making 100K a year. Mm. A lot of them are parents who have kid channels. Yeah. Yeah. You take away 90% of their revenue, mm. the parents got to go back to work. Absolutely. But also a lot of these channels are making their kids work. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's another discussion. As a whole other, okay, isn't fair it? enough. But, like, I feel like there was this huge boom of, like, the mummy blogger or the mm-hmm. kid making loads of money on YouTube and that is now very clearly being – that bubble, I think, is bursting. So what's happening is if you have content that is targeted towards children or has a massive child audience, you either have to nominate that yourself, in which case all of these privileges like comments and data capture and everything will – be removed and basically earning money will go yeah will be removed from the video immediately yeah and if you don't flag it yourself and this is even on videos that are already online copper are going to go in and find those videos and actually fine you up to $42,000 per video. That is outrageous. So I just watched PewDiePie do a video about this and he says there are some that he has – gaming, all right? Yeah. He plays a lot of Minecraft. I'm sure that's viewed by a lot of children. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't go in there and now personally nominate all of these as children's videos, he, within like, what, 10 videos will owe them $420,000. Does he have to show his analytic breakdown and go, hey, guys, no, actually 45% of my audience is over 18. Or what does he have to do here to justify not paying that $42,000 fine on every video? So Copper and YouTube are using machine learning to- That's terrible. To flag, yeah, machine Machine learning. Machine learning is the stupidest thing that YouTube have ever done. Because if there's like a figurine or a toy or an animation or anything like that in your video, they'll find that and they'll flag it. And also, you can't appeal it. No, I mean, it could be... So, for example, let's say I go to the Star Wars premiere Mm. and I'm like... Oh, yeah! Imagine I put up a vlog going, the Star Wars premiere was the best day of my life. Oh, my gosh. And they flag our video without question... I mean, obviously, I would just not pay this fine. But without question... Well, you ha- you, what do you mean you wouldn't pay the fine? You have to pay the fine. No, I would just go what? live... No, they, they can come get me. Well, you could live in the woods? Is <laughs> <laughs> that what you're about to say? You're just done? <laughs> I'm out. What? No, the thing is, this is going to go to court for a lot of people. And I think what's going to have to happen there is a really solid definition of what content 
actually like what the definition of targeted towards children is because I I saw a very broad definition of it and it was literally like if you know your wording is easy for children to understand yeah exactly if it includes a dance or a rhyme or a poem or Mm. an animation and has like this really broad idea whereas you're not going to find out you're going to have to just see how this plays out well the thing is as well machine learning can't cater for things like irony yes so if you ironically say dab yeah (laughs) like i think i've done in a video accidentally one time (laughs) that would put my video as children's content yeah (laughs) and it's not you know it's 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 nuts yeah so this is a very interesting time it's like the polar opposite of what happened with the adpocalypse Mm. because i don't know was that like two years ago now about that so a while ago on YouTube, there was a thing called the Adpocalypse. And essentially what was happening there is any videos that were risque or had any, you know, forms of drugs, sex, swearing, anything like adult content was getting ads removed because they weren't deemed to be, you know, brand friendly content. Yeah, that's right. So now you can't have content that leans too far in that direction where you're swearing or doing anything inappropriate or too adult. And you also can't have content that's too far in the children's <laughs> direction. So you just got to hang out in the middle of the road. You basically just got to be doing podcasts and travel videos. <laughs> Up top, baby. <laughs> if you were close enough, I would high five you right yeah. now. This all kicks off in January 2020. So literally the first week after Christmas, mm. this all kicks off. Yeah. And it's not everyone. Like I've had to start self, self-writing our videos. Thankfully, it's very cut and dry for us. Mm. Um we're not I catering think, for children. No, I think where the problem lies is, um, like, let's say you've got a family vlogger and they get a Lego sponsorship. I'll use Lego again as an example because it's very good. If you are, have got a kid in the video and mm. you're the parent mm. and you're vlogging about how great Lego is, you've then got to be able to argue, no, I'm not advertising Lego to the kid. I'm advertising it to the parent to buy for the kid. Yeah, but as in the definition that I saw of content that could be targeted at children, having child actors and models is one of those categories. Well, in that case, the whole industry is just doomed. Yeah, so I think maybe the mummy blogger boom... Is done. Mm. I mean, I've said that for a while now. I think that there's definitely a... That, that, that more and more people are getting annoyed that these kids are unwillingly or unknowingly being used in videos to make hundreds of thousands of dollars now i get it the kid is also having a great time and i haven't got a kid and if i did have one i probably would throw it in every video because i know it would get loads more likes but ultimately if the kid wanted to oh even if it didn't (laughs) i'd paint a smile on its face like like the joker (laughs) just smile just smile i'll give you some candy so creepy. <laughs> no, but like he's joking, everyone. Um, I am. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Although I do put usually in in every post I possibly can. Yeah. So because men and puppies is just yeah it gets the likes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say someone like Jake Paul is royally screwed because they're not going to make he's not going to make any money on AdSense, and now. I don't think he's able to sell merch to his nine-year-old audience. No, but I don't think this is related to selling merch or doing branded videos. I think this is just related to AdSense and the videos that play as ads in front of your videos. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because that does seem to me like the small end of the wedge. Yeah. I can't imagine by this time next year, people are circumnavigating the FTC and just doing branded videos. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. I agree. But I just don't think that's going to be allowed in 12 months from now. I think another law will come in. I just, I can't see it happening. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, you know, this whole sort of internet, social media thing has been a bit of a wild, wild west and it has become a huge industry. So it's not 
you know, crazy to think that it needs to get regulated. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this is an interesting update. I mean, it really has been the wild, wild west for a long time. Yeah. And I, I think it's, um, I don't know if I agree with it or not. I don't know if they're doing it in the right way or the way that I would do it. But I think it is about time. You know, we've, we've had advertising standards in print and radio and TV mm. for years. Yes. And it's just probably about time that we need that in the digital world because people are just discovering it. Like, how is the appropriate, what is the appropriate way to, you know, tell your audience on TikTok that this is a branded video? Yeah. Is there even a way to do that yet? No. Mm. So this whole, everything needs to be sorted out and I think that will happen this year. Yeah. Or next too. year. All right. It's time for my favorite segment of the podcast. All right. Talk to me in my ears. Are we still going with that? Oh, come on. It is We the need a best. better suggestion. No, 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 no. It's really good. It's a <laughs> Really, really good title. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first comment is from Vesela. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hi, guys. I'm listening to you from the Netherlands. And um, I was wondering if it would be technically possible to make kind of like a live podcast when you chit-chat with some of your fans uh, and actually record it. I think that might sound a bit exaggerated literally technology wise but that would be great because we could be geeking out about some cool things like the new tesla truck oh, I like or it already. in general petrol cars and anything possible oh she sounds like my sort of girl i know kane's been texting me about the cyber truck for the whole week so by the time this podcast go li- goes live the cyber truck will be released <laughs> and i will probably be one thousand dollars broker no you are not getting the cyber truck (laughs) we live in like the tightest city with the (laughs) smallest streets you cannot get that beast well we'll see we'll see um anyway in answer to that question yes is is the short answer um what vasilla said was could we do a podcast with a live audience interaction and the answer is with a podcast no but with the youtube live Yes. Let's do one. Yeah, I agree. I think we should do like YouTube lives way more. Well, we've steered clear of doing YouTube live for a long time now because we've had a 0.5 megabyte internet in this house, which is just crazy slow. Yeah, it didn't Uh, work. About 10 days ago, we finally got our building upgraded and we now have 100 megabit which is bringing us into the early 2010s for most of the rest of the planet. (laughs) But that's great because it means we can stream and also that'll mean people can leave their comments and live chat and we can respond that way. Yeah, let's do a YouTube live this week. Uh, well, next week. Yes, yeah. th- next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. That sounds like a really good idea. Um, next comment is from Nicole. Hi, Kane and Pia. This is Nicole all the way from Canada. I'm a huge fan of yours and have been following you on um, all your uh, social media sites for so long. And I never miss a video and I never miss a post. And um, you guys are killing it. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, And I'm loving the podcast so far, obviously, since I'm here recording a message. Mm -hmm. Anyways, my question is for you guys is um, me and my best friend, we want to start a podcast and we've been friends for, you know, almost 30 years and you know we just want to have a podcast where we come and you know have girl chat and but we want to be heard but we don't have we're not prominent people we don't have a following so I just want to know what your advice is for starting out um, podcasting YouTube Instagram anything um, when you don't have a following and you know you're starting from from the bottom so what's your advice on that? Thanks, guys. You have a great voice for radio. So yeah, I, think I was you should, just thinking that, actually. Yeah, it's like really crisp and clear. I think your podcast would, you know, be quite a hit. 
So uh, my first train of thought here is that I feel like even when you do have a bit of a following on one platform, whenever you start something new, you're kind of starting from scratch. Yeah. You know, irrespective of your of your audience elsewhere. Like Kane and I definitely felt that when we first started YouTube, uh, like two and a half years ago now. We thought because we already had like a bit of an audience on Instagram, we thought that would be like, oh yeah, you know, half these people will just come over to YouTube. And oh, we'll honestly, I thought that was going to happen immediately. Yeah, but it doesn't happen like that because I think there are just kind of different audiences on each platform. So we definitely had to start from scratch there again. And it's just really all about the consistent uploads and great content. And now we're feeling the same thing on, on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can... You you know, obviously use our stories on, on Instagram and on YouTube to sort of promote this a little bit, but you kind of have to find your audience in, on a new platform again and start from scratch no matter who you are. Reach out to other fledgling podcast accounts, mm. people in your area, and say, hey, listen, do you want to do something together? Mm. The, the, the beauty of the creator community, which is very different to any other community on earth, is in the creative community – Everybody wants to help and everybody wants to work together. Yeah. Because it actually benefits everyone. With anything creative, if I'm a photographer and I'm working with another photographer, at the absolute bare minimum, I'm going to learn some new skills and mm. that other photographer will learn something from me that they maybe they didn't think about before either. Mm. So when you're creative, you've got to change your mindset entirely. And that is actually the most beautiful thing. And then you enjoy yourself even if it doesn't go anywhere. But the main thing I want to reiterate is don't get deflated if the first however many podcasts don't get crazy views because mm. all of these platforms, whether it's YouTube, whether it's, you know, podcasting, they all take a while to build up. So yes. it's just about sort of, you know, getting your content up there, being consistent with it, and eventually your audience will find you. Well, one of my favourite YouTubers actually – celebrated his 100th subscriber on his 88th video upload. Yeah. And that guy is called Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD. And he did 88 videos and he'd only got to 100 subs. Now, fast forward a few years. he's 100? 100, like, yeah. Not 100,000. Yeah. 100 subscribers. Fast That's a lot of videos and a lot of effort. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years, mm. he's now on 9.5 million. Yeah. So, unfortunately, with... When you've got a platform like a podcast platform or a YouTube platform where everyone has a voice, there's a lot of noise yeah. and consistency does pay off to, to kind of bubble to the top. Pia, next one for you. Hi, Pia and Kane. I love this podcast. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you how you stay so motivated to eat so healthy and work out. I'm currently trying to lose weight after my second baby and just wanted some advice. Congratulations on your babies. So I know that it can get a little bit difficult to leave the house. So I think what might be fun for you to do is uh, some YouTube workouts. And basically, Kane and I really like to watch yoga with- Don't bump me into this. <laughs> Kane really likes yoga, <laughs> yoga with Adrienne, which is like a really nice, calming, yoga channel on YouTube and then there's also uh, Boho Beautiful and that's a little bit more advanced than yoga with Adrienne but she does like Pilates, yoga, um, even yoga workouts and things like that that are really great for weight loss and toning up and then the third one that I really like to do from home is Pamela RF workouts which are really great because they're like 10 minutes long. Well I think all of them 
are quite short. And I yeah. think if you've got two kids, I'm guessing that your time, you know, your free time is quite limited. Yeah, that's so right. So any of those three that Pia just suggested would be great. And also when you're working along with someone that's your motivation. Yeah, exactly. You just go along with it exactly to the timing that they're doing. And the Pamela RF1s are literally 10 minutes or 20 minutes, but they're pretty hard. Yeah, I can't I can't finish them. So if you can <laughs> catch a moment while the babies are napping and you can, you know, quickly turn on a YouTube video, I think that's probably the best way to go. Now, the best part of the podcast. <laughs> the part that will probably win an award. <laughs> <laughs> Are there awards for conspiracy theory segments? <laughs> and the winner for best segment in a podcast that not many people listen to is... <laughs> um, so this is crazy. I haven't shown Pia this yet mm. because I want to get her reaction in real time on the mic. <laughs> on the mic. So you know this Greta Thunberg chick? Yes. She's like the angry Swedish girl. She's not angry, she's passionate. Whatever. <laughs> she's starting to do my head in. <laughs> she's the only one really talking about climate change. So oh, The only one. I oh, don't hear me rambling on about it all the time as well. <laughs> I think a lot of people are talking about climate change. Okay. Anyway, moving on from what she does in the public eye. Uh-huh. She's the latest person who people think might be a vampire or time traveller. Oh! Yes. Why? Well, photos from the year 1898 have surfaced. <laughs> and the girl in this picture is 100%, in my opinion, allegedly, <laughs> Greta Thunberg. I'm about to show it to Pia in three, two, one. What? <laughs> no way. That is not real. Is I, that her? I mean, I think so. That looks exactly like her. He's Guys, showing me a picture of Greta Thunberg and then right next to it is a picture that photo, of Greta that, Thunberg. That photo is from the University of Washington. Guys, if you want to check this, get out your phone right now and Google Greta Thunberg Time Traveller. The Daily Mail article will come up and we all know that the Daily Mail is 100% reputable. <laughs> So this is probably 100% fact. Um, and there is a crazy picture. It looks just like her. Is it actually from the University of Washington? Because my immediate reaction is, okay, someone's put a filter on a photo of Greta Thunberg and said it's from 1898. I mean, it, it, it might be some Photoshop. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, that was my fun. Maybe she is a time traveller. Maybe she's seen the future and that's why she's so passionate. She's here to save us. She is. Like the Terminator in Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, the reason why I'm keeping the conspiracy theory super like kid-friendly mm. is last week's- No, no, no. Don't make it kid-friendly. Oh yeah, no. That was gas demonetized. <laughs> middle of the road. The reason we've got middle of the road conspiracy <laughs> theories now- is because last week I researched something, which I'm not going to talk about. Pia, don't talk about it. Mm. Um, and I got really deep into it. I spent a lot of the week researching it. And as you know, last time I had to just cut out the end of the podcast. Mm. And the reason why I got so freaked out is I found, I think I actually found some truth in something quite dangerously close to the government. And when I looked deep into it, other people that had researched it had been murdered. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to broadcast this to like 3 million people. <laughs> and, and I'll definitely be, there won't be episode five if I do. <laughs> so I, that's why I cut it. And I'm going to keep the uh, the conspiracy theories super lame like yeah. today. Like Greta Thunberg is 
potentially a time traveler. Yeah, just award-winning conspiracy theories from now on. I like this. This is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time is up. And that's where we're going to end today's episode of Wine Time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you're subscribed and have hit that five-star rating on this episode. Every little bit helps, so we really appreciate that. If you fancy keeping up with our antics outside of this podcast, you can always follow us on Instagram. The links are in this description. Or you can check out our YouTube channel where we post at least two videos a week. If you'd like to check out our website, which has heaps of posts as well as all our photo and video presets, head over to caneandpeer.com. That's www.caneandpeer.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.